by the petition that is near the testimonial tablets, Aaron and his son shall arrange it from evening until morning. Oh, wait a minute. So here you're saying that he does it from evening until morning. But you just said in the verse 1, it just says continually. So was it? Which one is it? Is it from evening to morning or continuously? Well, the thing is, as Rashi explains, something which is done all the time can also be called continuously. Since you do it every day, even though it doesn't go through the entire day, is considered to be continuously. Furthermore, we even find things that are done every month, I mean, done every week, to be called continuously, even though there's a only, it's done only once in a week. But since you do it every week, like Lechem Panayim Lefanai Tamid, when there was the showbread that they had in the temple, says you place it always before God, but you only place it once a week. But the fact that you did it all the time, that's called already placing it all the time. Okay? Mm-hmm. So this is where the miracle of Hanukkah came from. Because what happened was, they're supposed to have, you read over here, Shemen, Zayis, Zach, was a special oil, olive oil, that has to be pure. What is, how do you get pure olive oil? Well, today we say pure olive oil doesn't have anything else mixed into it. But in those days, in the time where the Torah means by pure olive oil, it means that we, we use the first drop that comes from the olive that's the most purest, mm-hmm. from a ripened olive, the most purest. And you weren't uh, permitted to grind it in a grinder, but rather you had to crush it. And you got the first drop that came out of there. That is what they used for the, uh, for the temple, for the menorah. Now, of course, that has to be also pure. And what happened with the miracle of Hanukkah, they didn't have enough, uh, they didn't have any pure oil, and then they just found one little jug of oil, and it lasted for eight days. That's how we get it. But this is based on the commandment over here. But what I want to ask you is, why does it say in the beginning, they shall take for you? What does it mean, they shall take for you? What does it mean for you? Who ended up using this olive oil? Who ended up using it? Aaron. Because the Kohen Gadol. Who was the Kohen Gadol? That was Aaron. What was Moshe? He was like you. He was a lady. Because uh, within, within the tribe of the sons of Aaron, within the tribes of Levi, only the family of Aaron and his children became Kohanim. Everybody else from the tribe of Levi remained Levites. So Moshe, actually Moshe is questionable because Moshe served as a Kohen sometimes too. He prepared them during the inauguration, the seven days of Yemei There's Moshe Rabbeinu had a different status. But uh, the question that we're asking over here is, uh, why, why is it uh, necessary to bring it to Moshe? When eventually Moshe Rabbeinu gave it to Aaron, the Torah seems to emphasize that they shall take for you, mm-hmm. that they shall take for you, that it was given to Moshe, mm-hmm. versus they could have brought it straight to Aaron. Mm-hmm. And also, what is the meaning when we say that Aaron lights uh, the, the menorah? So there is the Hasidic insight into this interpretation. You know, a menorah and its seven branches they represent, you know, the seven diverse, generally divisions 
the way we divide, like the Jewish people can be divided in seven categories. The seven categories are similar to the seven attributes that we have, with the main ones being Chesed, Gevura, and Tiferes. Uh, chesed is the uh, category, people who are overly kind, generous, overly given. You know, their quality is to go ahead and give. Uh, now, giving is a very, very nice quality, and it's a very holy quality if it's given the right ways, but it can also be abused, and if you give too much, it's like giving a child fire to play with, mm-hmm. you know, then you're going to be abusing it. Then you have judgment, which is strictness, which means being sure, careful not to do. That is gavura. But so on and so forth, but there's people who are more prone to be very serious, very strict, other are very loose, very kind, so on and so forth. Seven branches represent seven. Now, they could all be, they're all positive. It doesn't have to be, they're not negative. There are seven positive branches. They're just diverse. I mean, if, you know, you say two Jews, three opinions, but here we're talking about seven different branches. So we're having seven different uh, points of views. But yet, they're all part of the same menorah. And Aaron lights the menorah. What it mean Aaron, the high priest, lights the menorah? That means he empowers the people. He gives them that light. He gives them that, that push. Now Aaron, who was a Kohen Gadol, he sort of represented uh, a very high level and he sort of kindled the light that we all have in ourselves, the different, the very different light. Moshe, on the other hand, he was supposed to help bring down to the to the Jewish people. See, there's a gap, so to speak, from God and us. You know, there's a big gap over there. And when you bring back the gap, you got to bring it both ways. You got to bring what's high down and what you got to bring what's low up. And we meet somewhere in, in between. Moses was the one who sort of brought God's message down to us. Because God's message is too high to take it as it is. And we got to sort of bring it down. He was a Sheshvin, the Malka, he was the Melech. He was like a support for the king. And Aaron sort of, he helped the Jewish people get closer to God. Sometimes we bring a metaphor between God and the Jewish people. What's the reason? Between God and the Jewish people is like a husband and a wife. You know, like even in the prophet says, like when God sent us to exile, he says, "Well, I didn't give you a divorce." God says, uh, "I didn't divorce." You know, and it's it's like only a, it's like a separation. <laughs> when the temple is destroyed, when we're in the temple during the time of the temple when God is closed, then we're married. During the time of Golos, we're sort of separated from God because he says, "Okay, we're a little we're estranged, so to speak, from God." But the Jewish people with God is considered like a marriage because we have we have, we, we formed a bond, we formed a union to be together with God. Mm-hmm. Now, during a marriage, at least in the old days, and I have it today, uh, you know, there was a a certain level of shyness on the part of the groom and on the part of the bride. Because, you know, now they're coming together, they're going to become a one union, they're going to be together, and they were totally separate before. And there was a hesitation over there of bringing them together. So they needed support. Those supports are called the Shushvinin. In the Hebrew, in the olden days, 
there would be somebody partying together with a lot of lot of discussion about it, together with the chasen, and they would sort of push the chasen to the kala, and then there would be a shushin, there would be a support for the kala, she pushed to the chasen until they got together. So God being the chasen, and Jews being the kala, God being the groom, and we being the bride, Moshe pushes sort of, brings God to us a little bit, and Aaron brings us to God, and that's how we, and that's what it means Aaron's candles of manure. And that's how come he's a major factor over here, Moshe Rabbeinu. So even though he lights the candles, because the word of Tetzaveh also means, in here it touches you shall command, but it also means you shall connect. Because Moses was the one that connected, you know, he, he was the connecting piece. He was sort of in between. He was connecting us to, you know, it was so that we should be able to take all this. And then later on, the process that uh, took place as we learned over there. Later on, we're going to learn about the different garments, beautiful garments, and they quite, quite as, you know, uh, master pieces of, of different, you know, you said you read, you know, different kinds. You know, how many garments were there? Eight. Eight. That was for whom? That's right. And what was the ordinary coin? How many did he have? Only had four. So he had only four. High priest was in a level all by himself. What was the the high priest's special performance was on Yom Kippur? Because Yom Kippur, on one day a year, at that time, the three in all three areas, the most important things got together. Why? Yom Kippur in time is the holiest day. Okay? Now what's the holiest place in space? Kodesh HaKadoshim. Within the temple, there was the sanctuary. Within the sanctuary, there was the special designate where just the ark was laying. So you have the holiest day, and then you have the holiest place. And then you have the holiest person, which is the Kohen Gadol. Who became Kohen Gadol after? As, as okay, so Eliezer was the son. Okay, yes, yes, yes. See, Aaron had really four sons. Two of his sons died in a very tragic incident. And during a very uh, heightened moment of excitement, when the temple was finally built, you know, after coming down from the mountain, two of his sons were burnt. And that was a terrible tragedy to Aaron. And he was only left with two of his sons. And um, we learn a lot of a lot about that subject also. Um, and then you know the Torah is going to tell us also in this portion about how they became, uh, how they were consecrated, how they became the Kohanim, what the process was, you know, to to do that. Now, the truth of the matter is originally the people. We have a whole the whole write up about that in the other book, in the book of Bamidbar, okay, uh, over there there's a whole write-up that originally the ones that were supposed to be the priests were, were the firstborn. The Bukhari, that was supposed to be firstborn. God has originally chosen the firstborn at the time that all the Egyptian firstborn died, He has consecrated the firstborn. We find that the Bukhari has special holiness. Even today, you know, we do a Pidyan Haben because for a firstborn boy, because they have a special holiness. Mm-hmm. But later on, after 
we'll read the next week's portion that the Jewish people unfortunately made a mistake with the uh, sin of the golden calf. They lost that opportunity, that specialty. First one. Uh, First one. Yeah, because they also sinned. And then the only one who stayed, that's the next, no, next week. No, next week, yeah. Actually, you're saying after this, is that's not so simple. I just, you can't give any answer just straight out because it varies according to which opinion. Nothing is, is edged in stone. I mean, not, not nothing. There's always a debate. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to Rashi's commentary, the this whole entire story that we read about the temple, about the garments, about what took place after next week's portion of Kisisa, after they made the, the golden calf. So, it, now the Torah writes, there's reasons why the Torah writes it, but there is a rule that we accept, no matter what, that there is not necessarily an order to the sequence, the chronological order. Torah does not follow a chronological order, necessarily. Don't just arbitrarily just say like that, but in many cases there is reason to say that the things didn't work out in the way as it's chronologically written in the Torah. So you're right when you're saying that this happened before, it actually, we didn't read about it yet, but it, it actually happened uh, later according to various commentaries. Other commentaries say that it happened uh, earlier. But that's a debate, you know, between the Zohar, the Rashi, the Tanchuma, various different uh, different uh, commentaries. But this is all part of the service. This was, if you go back to uh, uh, between uh, uh, Jacob and Esau, you know, when he sold him the first rights for the, that was also because the the uh, firstborn ones have certain rights, certain specialty. Uh, Matter we find right before the Torah was given, that was then at that point, the service was done by the firstborn because they did have a certain level of of, 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 of advantages over the ordinary. But uh, but then they lost it. You know, what could you do?